Hey, what's up, everybody? Krista here with the Krista Dead Show. And today we have with us Renato Raposo. He is with us all the way from Portugal. He is an amazing young man who has found his passion helping millennials and other people find their passion to live the best life that they can. He's a business coach, a marketing strategist, and a humanistic coach, and I'm going to save the rest for you to listen to in this episode. Welcome to the Krista and Ed Show. This is where we are going to document our journey on everything partnership in love and in business. We are not holding anything back, guys. So if you want to learn about online marketing and what goes on in an everyday life of a husband and wife, making these two things work together, make sure you follow us. And guess what? Everything's going to be all right and okay. So, hey everybody, it's Ed and Krista from the Kristen Ed Show. We did that reversed, actually. Um, we are so excited. We have uh, Renato Raposo, who's from Braga, Portugal, who um, uh, we wanted to introduce everybody to. He's got this really interesting story how... He uh, was working and then went into real estate and did a complete pivot and it dug into humanistic coaching. And so today, Renato, you do business coaching, marketing strategy, and humanistic coaching. And, you know, um, I think you had mentioned, um, you know, before the interview that you're from a pretty wealthy family and you don't really need to necessarily work, but you know, you felt this compelling need to help people and help grow businesses and grow, um, you know, entrepreneurs. So I'm, you know, it was like literally before this, I asked a couple questions. It was like dropping gold and I'm like, wait, no, we got to record this. So thank you so much. And we know there's time zone difference. So we appreciate you taking the time to uh, speak with us. So I'll let you lead in there from there. Okay, so guys, I have to thank you again for this opportunity. For me, it's like a, an amazing, you know, for me, it's really an opportunity because since ever, I have never felt I had a home. So I have this dream about meeting people all over the world. And since I went to enter this new course, which we are in, I, I actually had a bit of that within the last five days. Oh, so I'm having the most uh, amazing time for myself. Uh, getting back to the story. So, um, Yes, I, I was born, my father, when he was a kid, he reached a certain age and he said, like, I'm never going to be one of, these pers- one of these people who actually needs money. I'm going to work so hard that I'm going to have all the money I need that I'm going to forget about it. That's what he did. So we, we grew up living on top of the factory. This, this factory still exists today and he employs nearly like 120 people and he still lives on the top of the factory so he just climbs the stairs and is at home this is pretty sick right so my work my father is a workaholic and i grew up in this environment which gave me so much but actually being rich it it gave me this uh you know this knowledge that some people believe that they have to have money to to actually have access to success or love or you know whatever it is that they believe money is the cause and at least from in my experience, my story is the exact opposite. I'm always telling, listen, guys, I've had all the money and I went through the same struggles. So, uh, you know, uh, my father, he used to beat my mom. I was the, the kid who stood in the middle. At least I tried. I was only eight years old, but I couldn't do more. So uh, this developed in me those times where I had to stood in, stay in the middle or at least I tried to make it stop. I couldn't. So it made me feel um, insignificant. So it made me feel unimportant. Uh, And this helped me build myself as a human being. So later, um, you know, they got a divorce. I was 11. We we kept, you know, we were basically in the middle of of our parents' fights. Mm -hmm. And uh, for us, it was so hard. I have lived my entire life in a city. It's not the same where I live now. But that city is called Kuvilla. And uh, I've, I've never felt I belong there. 
even if I was born there, you know, I, I never felt home mm. over there. So when I was 17, I went to live with my, my dad for last year of high school. And it was like the, the, the most hardcore experience I can remember for me with my father. And I was like, okay, uh, someday we're going to kill each other. So it, this has to stop. And I called my mom, can I go uh, and, and spend some time with you? And she, she was okay. Then I ended up, I didn't know what I was doing in my life. Like I literally remember going to high school just with my backpack, but with nothing inside because I, I didn't want the teachers to feel bad, you know? So uh, I, I didn't do anything. I, I had no interest. I actually went into depression. Uh, I took the, the initiative to find psychologists to help me because I have always had this hope, this belief that life has to be more than this. Like there are people who live in, uh, cities where they live, like terrorism, like uh, there are people who went to, through rape. And I could only think about like, life has to be more than this. Uh, and I don't even consider my experience to be the worst out there. So I'm in depression. I didn't believe in myself. I had this huge negative talk and um, I tried every ways I, I could. So I ended up going to college and study business management. Because for me, it was like, well, my father has the companies. I don't really want any of that. But, you know, it was, the, it was a logical choice for me. It was, there was absolutely no emotion on it. Um, so I went there. I had a great time. I met, I've met actually uh, my best friends of today. It was in that college. I worked at night and started to work. I studied at night and I, I worked during the day. And that's what I thought, like, there's this idea that I, today I, I do understand where this came from, which was um, I never want to be somebody who is only who he is because of the father having money, you know? Yeah. So I, I didn't have the need to go work during the day. I could study at night because it was a private school. It works at night. I didn't have the need, but I, I ha I've always had this, this aspiration of I don't want to rely on anyone. And my father, like, he's like, son, I, I'm here for you. And I keep saying, like, just stay there. Just let me go. Let me do, let me build my, my little castle. Let me build my empire, my thing, my legacy, whatever. So at the middle of, of college, there was, um, there, there was a company hiring. And uh, five students from our class went to the, 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 to the interviews. And I was the one who was selected. Um, I worked there for two and a half years and I felt so miserable in that job. I asked the guys, listen, I asked the company when I was interviewed, like the, the thing that I want is not money. So never ask me if I need money. Just ask me, what do I need? And what I needed was I want to learn. I want to become a better professional and a better person. But at that time, becoming a better person was not such a big deal for me. Yeah, it was, it was kind of, uh, and I wasn't aware of that. So it was when, after two and a half years, I was feeling a lot of stress. My hair started to fall, fall, fall down. And um, one day I went to the doctor and I, I got really shocked because he told me, do you have a stressful life? And for the first time, I never thought a 20-year-old kid could actually feel stressed or tired about the work. I was like, like I'm just a kid. I can handle this. Yeah. It's, but it turns out you can't. It doesn't work like that, whether you're older or younger it's it's stress affects us in any age so i decided to quit my job i started to look for opportunities and there was one lady who posted a, a job uh, you know app application for a real estate agency and i was like okay here's an opportunity next day i called the manager listen i'm gonna quit like within a month i was i was working as a real estate agency agent without knowing anything like I didn't know really anything because when you work, the company I worked for before was a food supply company. So we, I didn't do anything as a salesperson. All, all I had to do was get, grab the car, visit the clients and ask them, what do you need for tomorrow? Mm. But literally they didn't like me when I told them this because it looks like uh, there's no value in the salesperson there. It has, but it's just to a certain point. Yeah. Like they're, they're not doing any valuable sales there. It's just, do you need chicken? Yes. Can I send you five kilos tomorrow? Yes. Maybe six. Okay. That's it. So order this, taking, this, right. You're yeah. order taking. 
Yeah. Yeah, basically. And no one no one there liked when when I started calling all my own job as a as an order taker. So I went to the real estate agency and for me, it was a new chapter learning to do cold calls, you know, being my own time manager, which I never had before. I either went to school or job, which both of them forced me to be there at some point at some Mm -hmm. time and during some time. So for the first time I, I, I experienced what it is to be like, you don't have anyone calling you to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. And I started to, that laziness basically took over myself. I was like, I was not doing anything. I was getting good results because I can learn stuff really fast. Yeah. So whenever I had a, a, a listing a meeting with a, with a client, like almost like my, my close, close rates would be like in every 10 meetings I would do, I would close like seven for yeah. listings, you know, because I was really committed when I'm learning something and I'm interested like you only have to speak once. I get it, and it's recorded. Uh, the, the, so there was one day I changed the agency in the middle in the in the mid times. But one day I asked myself. I was. I remember where I was. I was near the city hall. I was making some time to meet a client, and I was in the car turning around. And there's this thought in my mind: like if you sell every single house on the planet, would that make you happier? And the answer was no. I was, I had one of these realiz- realization moments, you know, when we kind of, everything drops down. We, we, we kind of lose the blood in our brains and we feel betrayed by ourselves. Yeah. So next I called the agency. Listen, I'm going to quit. I'm not doing anything here. Like it doesn't make <laughs> sense. Bye guys. Which at that time I was the guy getting all the, the maximum listings per month. So it was kind of a, it was a surprise for everyone. They were like, well, what do we do? What, what happened? Like nothing happened, guys. This is just not for me. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And uh, that's when I started to invest in coaching. I decided to do a humanistic coaching course, which was in Germany, not in Portugal. Uh, but actually they give the course in English. So for me, it was easy. And I started to dig deeper on this uh, uh, humanistic side of things uh, uh, before I went to Germany I did this small course at, at the weekend and we learned to kind of try to guess what kind of person we have in front of us is it a but it was according to astrology so it was like is it more of a, a kind of a is it more of a, 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 a is it called a Virgo is it more a cancer and for me, you know, I was learning that and trying to implement this on a daily basis. But the fact is, we're all human beings. We all have our mental side. We all have our emotional side. And we are all spiritual beings. Like, that's, that's we cannot run away from this. It's not, I cannot put a label. This one is a Virgo. This one is a, 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 a whatever. Well, so what I do felt you think so, I am? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not thinking that way anymore. So it's like, <laughs> for me. Yeah, for me, you're just, you're a human being who obviously has its own struggles, aspirations, goals. Everything is inside this person. This helped me because I was not getting, for my coaching clients at that time, I was not getting the best results Mm -hmm. because I was not connecting on a human level. I was connecting on a judgment level. So I had to judge, oh, if you're speaking too much, you might be twins. Like, okay, if you said one thing at first and another thing at... At, yeah. uh, at the end, you might be twins again. You have two faces. Like, <laughs> it's not like that. Today, I can say for sure, when we connect on a human level, it's not like that. So I went to Germany and I was introduced to the humanistic methodology. And for me, it was like, I can't believe I was true. Thank God I left my hometowns. Thank God I quit my jobs. Thank God I got here. Yeah. Now I get to, to do the real stuff. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much how I got into coaching. I came back from Germany and uh, they didn't give us that. There was one thing I regret, not regret. It's, it's basically one thing I lacked was how do I become a coach? Like this is my passion. I love to guide people through their own mind map, not my aspirations or my judgment. Uh, how do I get clients? Like if you're a psychologist, how do you sell to people? 
oh, listen, I'm a psychologist. You need my help because you're not going too well. Like it's it's hard to make this this these sales when you have such a you know you have to connect with the other human being in such a deep level. How do you start? in the beginning to sell them, right? What do we tell them? How do I, how do, I do this? And that's how I got uh, into studying marketing, like the, the, the advanced techniques. How do we get the people to come to us for our passion instead of me having to preach, you know, like, like, like a religion uh, so, kind so of thing. I want to say your name. First of all, because I didn't get to oh, roll my R oh, yet. Okay. So, Renato. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for that. I just have a few. I have so many things going off in my head, so I want to get this out. Um, first of all, I just want to um, thank you for, you know, being on the podcast. But you mentioned earlier that, you know, you never f felt that, like, sense of home. Um, I get that. You know, I come from a split family as well. And I still, it's, it's funny as an adult, as a mom, I still have a hard time thinking yeah. where I want to plant my roots in a way, because mm -hmm. I never really, I don't really know where to call home. You know, my dad lives on one side of Canada. My mom lives on the other. Um, so I can totally relate to that. Yeah. I love, love, love that you mentioned that the community of, you know, the, the group that we're in together now feels like home. Because one of the things that I have found in the last five years, um, you know, on my entrepreneurship journey is exactly that community of other entrepreneurs who are like minded. Mm -hmm. I think it's so, so, so important for um, entrepreneurs, especially like even if you're not an entrepreneur, and you have that mind that you find that group, you find your tribe because I worked in the corporate world for 15 years and although I had a good job, you know, I, there always was that yeah. same emptiness for me. There was something else I was supposed to be doing. I was supposed yeah. to be chasing. Yeah. Now that I'm learning more about myself, personal development, all that stuff, I'm yeah. realizing it's just because I think different. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's yeah. not because they're right or I'm right. It's just I'm different. I think differently. I'm wired differently. I, I'm yeah. connected. I'm, I am spiritual. And you know, everyone has their own beliefs, but like, to me, it's like, I yeah. truly believe I have a moral obligation to like help people on a different yeah. level. And, and it's interesting. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not done. <laughs> um, it's interesting. Sorry, I'm feisty too. So <laughs> when, when you talked about, you know, this whole journey has kind of led you into marketing too, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it's similar for me. Like I remember being young thinking, this is what I want to do, but I didn't know what it was called. You know, now that yeah. I'm doing it, I'm like, this is exactly it yeah. because the way I view marketing and stuff too is kind of the same with you, right? It's like the same with sales, marketing and sales. It's problem solving, right? It's yeah. understanding what the problems are, what the needs are yeah. and, and fixing that. Yeah. And the way you described it is, you know, connecting on the human level mm -hmm. is yeah. perfect. You know, if yeah. you take away looking at everything as a transaction or a knowledge base, it changes Closing. the complete, yeah. right, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and then I also want to mention, like, I love that you talked about the fact that, you know, your, your family is wealthy as well, because I know there's a lot of stigmatisms on that. So I can appreciate you also having that drive to be like, well, I want to, you know, carve my own path and stuff. Um, yeah. And, and I love that you have a passion to be like, yeah. no, like, yeah. I want to follow this. And I want people to understand that just because you maybe have money or your family, it doesn't create your happiness. That's I mean, exactly a, a lot of people, you know, I've done a lot of studies and stuff on this. But what I've realized through my journey, a lot of people like, you know, Tony Robbins, even Dean, you know, all those successful people, they there's more to it. Like if you reach a financial status, there's always more mm -hmm. than yeah. what? And that's where yeah. you start to see entrepreneurs start to do things that change the world. They have all this money and they're giving back. They're creating yeah. organizations, yeah. you know, it's, so it's like going to, uh, and I mean, we've traveled where you go to uh, certain countries, um, and they're in abject poverty, but yet they're happy. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we were in we're Cuba human. a couple yeah. of years ago. And the people were so warm and happy and friendly and they didn't really have a lot. Like in fact, heat or air conditioning 
or, you know, it's like cold. We all pile into a bed and sleep together. Like that's so matter of fact, but yet you're happy. Or I've heard people talk about, or going to Southeast Asia and you meet people that have really no money, but they're yeah. so happy. And then yet you come to a Western country and a lot of people are wealthy, but they're very unhappy. Right. But, but I, I want to talk about one thing that you said that was really, really interesting is, is that people do not do or do not normally do. Um, and I don't know how old you are and this has been a couple of years, but as a young man to step back and do an audit at a critical point in life and say, if I sold every house on the, in the country or in the planet, would I be happy? And then really digging out no and making that pivot is, is inspirational because most people don't do that. They would stay, yeah. you know, in the, in the grind of doing what they're doing, especially if they're having a level of success where they're closing 70% of, of uh, the listings, which is a big part in, in real estate is in closing real estate, listings, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so for you to kind of step back and go, wait, this is not making me happy. You're like yeah. light years ahead of most people. Mm -hmm. So I just had to say that. So. Yeah, that's what happened was it's like a, the, the, there are like people who work, they don't work much and they work badly. There are people who work very much but they still work badly there's people who work really well but they don't work very much that's where i was <laughs> like literally i was not doing much work and it already looked like i was doing a lot of that that's why i felt this disconnection so if i'm having so much success i'm doing so little why 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 don't i feel fulfilled like what's mm -hmm. missing here right because we we all want to there's this idea this ideological dream that all I want to be is at the beach and look at my phone and see the dollars or the euros coming in, right? That's, that's the idea we've been planted since we were kids. Mm -hmm. I wish I could win the lottery. Why? But then, right? Yeah. We never picture our life with that happening, with, with yeah. winning the lottery. Can you imagine the, what, you were, what you had to go through? Sometimes it's not what we really want right and today it was um uh, for me it was was really important to get to that point there was one commitment i had since i can remember which was every time i i'm not well in a place i have to do something so i, I cannot stay there until i get comfortable in in a way that i lose all my power and then i can't do anything because i've lost all my energy that's how i see people who do their jobs but they don't have a passion for it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I grew up and I had many friends, you know, I had friends going, you know, becoming doctors who wanted to become lawyers. And I had friends who became lawyers who wanted to become doctors. So what's, what's going to happen in the future? You will become client of these two, but they're not passionate about what they're doing. Mm. They just kind of know it, how, how to do their jobs but they don't deliver like 300 yeah. percent they just do the minimum to get the job done and that's not how somebody who's leaving his passion does yeah like for example for me i'm uh, as you know we're on the kbb course and uh, I, i'm trying this I'm, I'm creating this live experience to drive people like i want people to find their passion and then to have the tools and the knowledge to start something right away. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm creating this two-day live event. And it's basically for people who already feel three pain points. Like they don't have much of an impact in the world or in their workplace. But some of my clients have a great impact in their workplace, but they're not valued yeah. for their work. This is the most common one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. After that, they want to make money doing what they love. And especially, they want to be certain of what is their passion. Now, I want to, I want to share this uh, uh, here, which is most people don't only have one passion. We are multi-passionate you know, beings. Yeah. We, we, we are not mono-focused. Like, we like different stuff. And when we get to that part of discovering different things that can provide us with such an emotional charge. If you combine them, for example, let me share with you my three biggest passions. 
I love to help people build their business. Like for me, it's like they are in, in, they are complicating everything. And I'm like, no, this is easy. Relax, relax. And then comes marketing and, and sales. And they're like, I hate to sell. And then I somehow tell them, look, look, why don't we create a system where you don't have to be in the situation where you have to sell? Mm-hmm. Would that be okay for you? Oh, that's great. So this is my second passion. The third passion is, uh, is personal development. Like the understanding of the human being actually helps me become a better salesperson if I ever come to that again. Because yeah. you know? I, I remember Dean used an example at some point in the course. He used the, the, the car dealer uh, uh, salesman kind of example. And I remember I was doing that in the listings. I was like, listen, I, I'm not going to fool you. I'm going to get a commission for this job. Yeah. But at least I'm going to deliver to you my best. Now, let's find out what's make, what makes sense for you. Is that okay? And I remember that since before, I already tried to not be the hardcore salesperson. Mm-hmm. And always tried to find this, this connection where we're both on the same level. And I'm not trying to... to to force you to go any path. So I could combine these three areas. And for me, it's like, now I'm starting to live it, you know? And uh, I can say I had the most difficult life. Uh, I also have this feeling that maybe we don't have to go through the most difficult times to, to add real value to the world it's not only the tony robbins who had problems with the parents it's not people who were raped it's not people who went to through terrorism it's also for the one who believes he's only average and common and he doesn't have anything special because he's not trained to look for those things so it looks like he doesn't have but he has absolutely you know it's funny we're talking about this because i was thinking of a friend of of mine who's quite wealthy in a wealthy family and anytime you talk to him, it's like, he's painfully bored. Do you know? Like he is, he's painfully bored. He's just, he's, you know, he lives his life for the holidays that he goes on mm-hmm. with his friends or family or weekends away because he's just kind of like a cog in the wheel in a machine that is making money. Do you know? Yeah. And so I think in some ways, he has a way harder life than a lot of other people because he hasn't, you know, that in a way that, that living that kind of life takes away your aspirations or, you know, can, it can. Well, it's different. It's different for everybody, but you also don't know what you don't know. mm -hmm. Right. Like a part of me wishes that I plugged into personal development, you know, 20 years ago. You know, you know what, as, she, as you say because that. Because for me, it's a yeah. drug. It's my drug. Yeah. It's my high. It yeah. what ignites me. Yeah. You know, even talking with you, yeah. I'm feeling that burn yeah. because it's like, ah, somebody who understands it gets yeah. it. You know, it, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. And I can relate to what you're saying too around sales. Like I've been involved in business to business selling uh, for many years. And I never, in a way, thought of myself as a salesperson. I always thought of myself as, okay, I'm going to meet somebody and we have this product or whatever, and I am going to give them so much uh, of the features and benefits and the value that they just are going to buy, if that makes sense. That's the way my brain worked. It wasn't, hey, I'm going to do a tap dance and sell you something. It was, hey, did you know we have this and this is this solution and it does this and this and this. You know what I mean? But I would say, you know, like he, you've also been very, successful and good at it because of your years of experience but Mm -hmm. also like he's very good at building relationships you know and being sincere and that's the thing there's no secret sauce either people if if you start treating people like people human beings then a lot of times that's all it takes right Mm -hmm. because we can all see through it you know definitely Uh, yeah the more yeah the more authentic we can be for Mm -hmm. example let me let me give you a, a, a funny example. One day I was heading to the addresser. Uh, the moment I put my feet inside, it was a random day. Like I remember, I was looking at me and I had this thought in my mind saying, "So you're always talking about do your passion and be yourself and what? What are you doing to show that?" And I'm like. Boom. I remember since I was a kid, I, want to, I wanted to have, my, to have my hair blue. 
So I went in, I called the lady. That's that's blue. Maybe you you can't see it, oh, but yeah. That you said it. I saw you had streaks. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you said you were losing your hair a couple years ago, I'm like, that's just not possible. That yeah, that's blue. So I went in, I called the lady. Listen, can I? Do you know how to put this air blue? Uh, blue? Are you sure? And there's like. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure it's blue. Like, I know why I'm asking this. <laughs> Please. I have not been threatened if I don't paint my hair blue. This is not a, a bet. Like, trust me. Can you do it? Yes. So I was going to the part where you take away the color of your hair, like, and the hair the gets all gray yeah. or, or yellow. Yeah. And I was doing a Facebook Live. But they did not see the first Facebook Live I did. It showed, like, yellow hair. Yeah, yeah. So it looked a, a lot silly. <laughs> for me, like my friends were calling me nonstop. 50 people call me around that Last. during that time, which was about two hours. What are you doing, man? Are you crazy? You look like this and that and that. And I'm like, you'll see. You'll see. Just wait. And then it started to come, uh, you know, blue. And then I went to wash my hair and it was all blue. And I'm like, yes, that's me. That's who I've always been, right. you know? This is blue. This is my thing. You know, even though my language is all about fire and whatever. And for me, it's like my color is blue. It's the, the, the calmness and the, yeah. the peace I'm looking for is blue. That's my. I love it. We love it. I, and I'd like yeah. you to send me a picture of what it was like when it was. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did have the video. Okay. The video. I got to watch it. then. <laughs> You like our long yeah. lost brother. You were blonde. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, but in me, so I was only getting my, my hair blue on the top. So it would get black in here and blue in the middle. You know, can you imagine when it was like yeah, yellow? Yeah. It was a really strong stripes in here in black. But then it was all yellow. It's so silly. And, and then, you know, everyone, everyone went to panic. Yeah. But that is... Uh, you know, one thing I allowed myself, it's this also, I also believe this has to do with we allowing ourselves to be authentic and to be more yeah. of who we've always been, yeah. I guess. When I tapped into that thought, like, I always wanted to have my hair blue. Why don't I? Yeah, yeah. What's stopping me? Like, yeah. oh, no, I don't. You see, I didn't even think about what others are going to think about me. It's like, I am a blue-haired kind of person. That's who I am. It's my identity. I don't have to ask anyone. Yeah. That's, That's me. Right. That's yeah. right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, uh, uh, yeah. No, go ahead. Go on. Well, I, I, I was going to share an experience, but I want to know what you were asking now. No, go ahead. You share your experience, and then I'll ask you. Okay, my so uh, this is about... So I'm all about finding passion and that's maybe somebody who listens to our, your podcast right now might be, well, you know, you tapped into coaching, you started to invest in it. But did you have a moment where you had this, this strong connection? You said, this is it. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you, I went on a, it was an international kind of a, a experience. It happened in Portugal, but it was with lots of people all over the world, like from Finland, Switzerland, uh, Germany. Uh, there were people from different places. So the course was in English, not in Portuguese. And we started the course. There was one moment that we were in groups and every group had to do a presentation for 20, uh, yeah, 20 minutes. So every single person in the group, they had to add something. They had to participate. We couldn't be left over left out and uh, the only thing i asked was uh you know guys the only thing i need is for you to give me some time just to speak all my requests that all the, all i need is to is you to give me some time to speak mm -hmm. can you do that that's all i ask like i didn't care if you're going to talk this or that or that and i i i've had this movie going through my mind for so long so long that finally I would have the chance to, I decide like, this is the time I'm going to, I'm going to put it all out. It's, it's coming. I just committed to that feeling like I'm going to leave this movie. So I, I grabbed the microphone. These guys, they put the music I chose. It was that specific music. Since I heard the music, this movie started to happen in my mind, but I never said it out loud. So at some point, I got the, the microphone. I asked everyone to you know, close their eyes. Just, just follow my voice. And uh, it, it, it was a story about you being, you happen to realize that you are in this tunnel. Uh, 
to the arena and you don't have anything. You don't have weapons, you don't have shields, and there's, there's like a huge fight waiting for you out there. You don't have anything, you, can, you sense your body completely shaking and you're afraid. Then it was this story, at some point, I, I, my voice level went like started to rise. So at some point I was like, uh, yeah, screaming. And okay. uh, the, suddenly they would see like a black, a, um, a blue light on their right shoulder. There was a hand there. And there was a hand of all of the people in the world who care about them, who are there unconditionally for them. And they would feel like looking at them, there were so many people who actually love us and they are there for us. And uh, the, the character, which, which was each one of us, would start like smiling at them and they would say, it's going to be okay. Just give your best. And suddenly he looks forward and now he has a shield and now he has an armor and now he has a, a sword. He can do it. Like we've always had everything we needed. We just, sometimes we forget we have it. Yeah. And then he, he was like, the story goes on, he goes out the arena and then it's, 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 it's whatever comes to my mind. So I've done this, I've inserted this moment, but here's what happened. As I was speaking, as I was going through, I was not seeing anyone. I was literally, my eyes were open, but I was not seeing people who were in that room. I was literally leaving the, 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 the movie. And I could see like, tears coming off of so many faces i'm like me oh shit i'm 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 causing more harm than help <laughs> i i started to freak out at some point but i went to the end and suddenly the music stops and i stopped speaking right there and i said sorry guys and suddenly i realized that my body was i could not control the shaking in my body i was like what the hell have i done mm-hmm. And suddenly there's like 20 people who come out, come to me and they make a line. They want to hug me and tell me how much they love me and how much that was impactful. And I was, I, I, I stood like shaking for about an hour. Like it was, it was, uh, I was not controlling that for me. It was like a new experience, something that I have never gone through that. And it was that moment that I thought like, nah, I, I, I can't, I can't just ignore this. Yeah. I know this was like the, the ultra yang kind of style that like, let's go to war, but still most of my time I'm in the inside, but I also have this other side of me, like this fighting side, this warrior kind of side. And this can also be helpful. Mm-hmm. And I've been running away from that since ever because I saw my father beating my mother. So that's how I processed. Uh, every time people ask me to fight, he was like, no, I'm not the ones who fight. Mm-hmm. But actually, at some point, we will have to fight. Yeah. At some point, if we don't do it, you lose the battle. You might lose even the war. And for me, was that was great. That was like, yeah, that's such a great experience. But guess what? Two months after, there's one lady who was there. She was the old, one of the oldest people there. She was around 50 or 60. I don't know for sure. She sent me an email saying Renato let me thank you for all that speech I've been remembered so many times in my life and now I have to go through a surgery and it's a risky one I don't know if I'm coming out but you know I just want to thank you for giving me that moment those three or four minutes you gave me and I said well I'm super happy that you feel that way then a week later she did the surgery everything went fine she sent me an email and she was saying uh, just want to tell you that when I was going to the hall, like laying down on the, you know, uh, the bed to go to the surgery room, all I could think was I was entering the arena. And for me, I, I could revive the same moment and I could l- remember your words, the strength and the power you gave us. So instead of going with fear, I went there with peace. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, you know, this for me is really powerful. It's, it's been one of the most transformational experiences I have given to somebody. And that this was the moment, like a combination of little moments that I was like, I cannot do a disservice to the world by not doing this. Yes. Yeah. You know Absolutely. what? That is such a beautiful story. Um, we, we had something similar that happened and that just completely took us on another path. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, we don't really know each other that well because, yeah. you know, we're, we're just officially meeting virtually online, but yeah, 
We're I'm, officially friends. Yeah. We're officially friends. <laughs> With a name like that, how can you not be friends? <laughs> no. Yes. Um, so, so I understand that. And I think that's so beautiful. And, you know, what's really awesome is I, I really believe that everybody, you know, we're all on a, a path and a journey and mm -hmm. you're doing what you're supposed to be doing at the time you're doing it because everything happens for a reason. Yeah. But yeah. what's amazing is when you are tapped on the shoulder by the universe or God or whatever you want to believe in yeah. that you hear that calling and you yeah. respond to it. Yeah. Because it's always there. I just got goosebumps saying that actually. Mm -hmm. um, it's always there, right? Yeah. And that, that's what you did. You, you responded to that. And I know that from, you know, our experience or whatever. Like for me, it's like, I can't, my, my sh everything shifted in my head where it's like, there's a bigger purpose. And mm -hmm. what I'm going to do is I'm going to trust in the universe. Kind of like what you just said. I could feel all of that, yeah. like the hand and everything. Yeah. yeah. There's a plan. It's not all in my control, but I'm going to mm -hmm. trust that you know, the path I'm on is, is the right one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and it does go back to what you talked about, you know, like back to humanity and it doesn't matter what color you are, you know, how much yeah. money you have, how much you don't, where you live, what you drive, it doesn't yeah. matter. That's one thing that we all have in common. Yeah. And if we can connect on that level, then good things happen, you yeah. know? Yeah. So Definitely. I want to ask you here as well, real quick. Um, what would you say your superpower is? Uh, you know, my, I, I, I had to find a name to what I do. And the, the closest name I could say is I'm, I am a fire catalyst. I, I believe that I, 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 I have so much of fire inside me that I have to charge, you know, people whenever I meet them. And I'm more than happy because I know that my source of fire is never going to end. And some people that sometimes they struggle with that. They somehow they let the fire go to the minimum and then they don't feel it. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I would say my superpower is to ignite the fire within everyone. I love it. Ah, yes. I love that. You gave me some fire today. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So fire, I do. <laughs> <laughs> do, yeah. you have, do you have a question for us that you'd like to ask us before we wrap up? Yes. Uh, the question is, what is the change in the world? you expect or, or you would like to make what's the pain you want to take away from the world uh, from your point of view from what you do well um i guess this kind of leads into you know our story of why we pivoted so um real quick like my background after i left the corporate world i started an online women's clothing clothing boutique and the reason i did that is because i decided to stay home with my kids um but I was also an independent woman, right? I always had that little fire in me too, where I'm like, ah, what am I going to do? Da, da, da. So, and I'm, I'm resourceful. I'm a problem solver. Mm -hmm. So I basically built my business um, with my cell phone and Facebook to start with kids all over. And, you know, now that I look back, it's just craziness, right? <laughs> but throughout that journey, it's interesting because I always had this need to want to give back as well, right? I wasn't making millions and millions of dollars, but I still always, there's that need that you're like, oh, I want to touch people. Mm -hmm. So with, with my boutique, I was like, how can I give back? Like I wanted to give to different charities and stuff. And when I started going down that route, what I found was I just felt like another number, right? Like it was like, okay, fill out this application. And then I was like, well, are they even going to get the money? the money? Like, how does this work? Right? Yeah. So I was like, I want to find a cause where I can actually meet the people face to face who I'm impacting. And it's nothing huge. Like I'm not giving away a million dollars, but I just want to have some type mm -hmm. of impact. So what I came up with was um, setting up a, you know, shopping spree for mothers of the house of an organization called the Ronald McDonald House. So I don't know if you're familiar with them, but basically yeah. it's an organization where when your kids are very sick, a lot of times, you know, terminal, um, it's a house where mm -hmm. it's nonprofit and you can go and stay there while your children are getting their care in the hospital. So I thought, you know what, like as a mom, I understand, like we always put ourselves last yeah. and I can't imagine when your kid's sick, you're not thinking, yeah. you're probably not even showering. Mm -hmm. But I understand as a woman and probably men too, you know, a new piece of clothing could be just 
that that makes you feel good for the day, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I'm like, I want to go there and do a shopping spree. And, you know, my husband got involved. We had some yeah. friends come. The kids came. And I donated. I set up shop. And I'm like, hey, you guys, like, on your time, you can come and pick out an outfit, yeah. whatever. Retail you know? therapy. <laughs> So really? the second year that we did it, I was selling these necklaces in my boutique and they had a saying on it and it said, she believes she could, so she did. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to um, give these necklaces away on top of the shopping spree. I want every mom or grandma in the house to have one of these because I know that saying means something different to everybody. It doesn't just mean, you know, sad time or whatever, right? Yeah. And... I gave them all to the women of the house and I was like, Oh, this is awesome. And mm -hmm. you know, I just felt like I could feel like, I was like, Oh, like, you know, they were just so thankful. And yeah. And a lot of them literally were like, you know what? I went for an appointment an emergency two hours later, I'm on a plane being flown here. They didn't have clothes with them. Yeah. You know, it's like my child is in emergency. I thought my surgery, child had the flu, but he has and a tumor, now I'm, you know? now I'm yeah. five hours later in this child is in critical condition and mm -hmm. we don't have money for a hotel. We don't have a place to stay. We don't really have resources. So, yeah. yeah. So, so is there actually really eye opening first of all, to go in and see and be thankful there's organizations like that. But I just felt like, mm -hmm. okay, I was giving back and I felt good about it. Yeah. But what happened after that was kind of similar in a way to you. It was like yes. a couple months later, I got an email and it was from a woman and she said, Hey, Krista, like, I don't know if you remember me, but I was at the Ronald McDonald house and you had given me this necklace. And, um, she's like, I just wanted to thank you for that. And she actually attached a video. I didn't even press the video yet. Cause immediately I knew like, for some reason it was like, I knew who it was, you know? And I'm like, Ed, come here, you have to see this. He's like, okay. I pushed the button and she proceeded to say, you know, like, thank you for the necklace. Um, four days after you gave me that necklace, my daughter passed away. I still get teary eyed talking yeah. about it. And she said, I need to thank you because you don't understand how much you've impacted me. Yeah. She said that necklace is what got me through the darkest days of my life. Right. This was not a gold plated necklace. Like this was not, you know, this was, it was a saying that was meant to inspire. I had no idea that I was going to inspire on that level, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when that happened and she's like, I, you know, I have to be a mom to my kids. I still have to be a, a good wife. And yeah. she's like, I, I hold on to that necklace and I look in the mirror and I, yeah. and I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. th and it that's took, impact. it took me on another path of mm -hmm. that's where I really started you know, digging deeper on, okay, yeah. what, what is my purpose? Right. And then realizing I am, I am impacting all these women, you know, they're looking to me, I get emails all the time and it's not about the clothes. They're like, yeah. they're looking up to me, right. They're inspired. They're yeah. feeling beautiful again. They feel human again. Yeah. And I went, you know what? I can't, I can't go all in on this. It's not about the clothes. It never yeah. was. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he at the time, and just recently, actually this year, finally sold, you know, our ad agency yep. and we had, you know, billboards, all that kind of stuff in a building. And we've decided we're going all in together mm -hmm. with helping people with their business, similar to you with mm -hmm. marketing and sales and our expertise, because I remember that moment. And I also remember meeting other families who are entrepreneurs who are now losing their businesses because they had to be here with their sick kid. Yeah. I'm like, if I could help people like that, because when life happens, you shouldn't have to lose everything you've worked for because we have a skill that we can help them with. Yeah. yeah. So I, I totally can resonate with that story. And it's so funny. Like it was unexpected. It wasn't on purpose. And it was like, yeah. I can't sleep at night knowing that I'm able to do this Yeah. or yeah. I should be doing something more you know yeah and yeah and, and especially you know uh, sometimes people uh, i've trained some people and uh, they get this question which is well we, if we all get to know so much about business what's going to be like at some point this is going to be saturated and you know you sharing your story right now that's the reason why it's never going to be saturated because you have this experience like i i i've never been in that situation 
I, I, they will face some problems and struggles and you will be able to anticipate them or most of, or most of them, mm-hmm. whether if it's me, I'm never going to think about this, the, the, the side problems that they're probably going to have a huge impact in the business because I didn't have the same experience. Right. So it's, it's such great uh, to, to, to know that multiple people who help with business can help in different ways. That's yeah. amazing. And, and that's where we also did the shift where we're, we're going from, you know, t- saying yes to everybody and taking every client to really like, I want to go deep with people. I want to help them change yeah. their business, yeah. their lives, their mindset, you know, because we know how it all goes together mm-hmm. when there's something stressful or hard in your life. Like, I mean, the relationship falls apart too sometimes, right? Yeah. Especially if one's an entrepreneur and the other one isn't. So there's so much dynamic mm-hmm. that yeah. is just so much more like, we're so much more passionate about than just the transaction, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. So I know, you know that I, I can get that from for you. Sure. So we could talk forever. Honestly, I, I can tell <laughs> that already could. and we'll have many more conversations. Yes. Um, but my five year old is still playing video games and we need to <laughs> feed him or something. I bribed <laughs> him. He's what he's, he's needing a partner right now. He's needing a partner. Right. Probably so. He'll come in with the uh, with the controller and like wave it and look at me like. Where I? Where have you been? (laughs) uh, Who are you talking to now on that machine? Yeah. So I just want to know from you if our viewers or listeners want to get in touch with you. How do they do that? Yeah. So just you know, Facebook, Instagram. The name is the same. Just Renato Raposo Fire. Mm -hmm. Write it all all together you're going to get to me or you can go to www.renatoraposo.com. Okay. Awesome. And we'll share that link as well. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here with us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please go ahead and leave us a review. Do us a favor as well. Take a screenshot, share this episode on your social media platforms on Instagram or on Facebook with your friends. We would love to have them. And for those of you who might be interested in actually watching the video version of our interviews, head on over to our YouTube channel and just look up Kristen Ed and you will see them there. Um, Now, a couple things I wanted to just let you guys know as well, if there's ever anything that Ed and I can help you with when it comes to marketing and sales, head on over to our website, kristened.com. There you will find some more information about who we are, what we've done, and the types of services that we can help you with. Our most recent, we have launched our virtual CMO program, which we are so excited about. Um, And another thing, that you don't want to miss out on, guys. And this is happening the week of April 30th. We have teamed up with Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, and Russell Brunson for a very special launch that is going to change the world. So head on over to our website, check out more information about us, and we thank you again for listening. 